Uh, I don't know. Are you on Twitter, Dots? I am. I follow you on okay. Twitter. Okay, I'm going to follow you right now. Is I'll send you a link to him. Or, you I mean, you just go to the TXR. I'm, I, he tagged me on that. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that uh, I did. That I did. Yeah, I, you can find him yeah. there. Momentarily. I'm sorry I didn't follow you before. You're fine. <laughs> you. But, uh, hey, guys. What is going on? Welcome, everyone, to the Xbox Roundtable podcast, the place on Sundays to fill your evening with lots of Xbox talk and plenty of more awesome things from around the game industry. Naturally, I'm Invader, your host for the evening, and it's great to have you all here for show number 249. We've got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, again, happy Happy Halloween, uh, everybody. Well, I guess Halloween's tomorrow, but I know everybody's uh, having fun tonight, having various parties and so on. Be responsible and have a good time, guys. But yeah, we got a lot to cover. There were some really nice surprises, uh, news from the past week, such as uh, some news on Age of Empires anniversary. There was a stream. We'll go into details on that. As well, the face of Xbox, Phil Spencer, did an interview revealing some interesting details. We'll dive into that, along with some Redfall talk. They dropped a, a new trailer for it. However, first, let me introduce my exceptional panel tonight, uh, starting out with our guest on for his third time, I guess. Uh, so he's a bit of a familiar face, uh, Dots RTS. How you doing, bud? Doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, Sunday night best night of the nut of the week at least for the xbox community um super super duper super duper excited for tonight's topics one in particular i'll give you a guess it's not redfall but i will happily talk about that too all right all right hmm i wonder what it could be guys especially with uh what's in your name there hmm you know just uh you know probably gonna shock everybody right <laughs> It's Shockley. It'll Shockley everyone. That's exactly what it'll be. Ooh, that's a good, uh, <laughs> that's a good uh, term to coin. All right. All right. Good stuff. Well, I look forward to your input in a little bit, buddy. Uh, next on to the regulars, uh, going on with Crusader. What's going on, my man? Oh, it, it's going. It's going. This week, I hit 100k gamer score on Xbox. Um, so that was exciting. Um. I finished Plague Tale. Plague Tale is in my top three of the year for sure. Game is excellent. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been kind of relaxing for the rest of the month until uh, some stuff comes out next month, and I've been playing some Sly 3 on my PS3, and I've been playing uh, Pokemon Black and White 2. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, how is the Pokemon, anyways? Good I love Pokemon, so, like, I'm working on a living decks right now, so I'm trying to get one of every Pokemon. Um, mm. I'm, I have, like, 700-some out of the, like, 900-some that there are. Still need to get all 800-plus Spinda. Forms. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I refuse. Uh, wait, <laughs> I refuse. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm very excited for um, uh, Scarlet and Violet. I pre-ordered pre Scarlet on... Uh, Friday, so mm -hmm. really excited for that. Nice, nice. Ironically enough, I've been uh, going through my old Pokemon card collection recently from like the original base deck. Ooh, I oh, got man. some nice cards, man. Gotta say, <laughs> yeah, I'm tempted to get them graded. To be honest, 
So yeah, you should. I think I will. I think I will uh, sometime soon. Um, uh, let's see. Moving on here, Tim Dog, buddy. Hey, how has the weekend been treating you? Or uh, should I ask? <laughs> yeah, I've been very busy. I uh, just was at the Jets game. Was in the city, in New Jersey. Just came back. Got back home about six six thirty. Uh, I'm probably going to be on the show uh, for about an hour. I told you that, or I'm going to cut it loose after a couple of topics. Uh, I got to get up very early tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, we should uh, be have a good show. New, uh, very happy to have um, uh, everyone here on the panel, and uh, let's get at it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, moving on here, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, great to see you as usual. Uh, how's things at your end? Yeah, pretty good. Um, just ready to get into the uh, topics today and just trying to get back into uh, playing some Vice City on the uh, on the PlayStation. Been a while since I went back to a, it was kind of a you know mess we all know at the beginning. So at the launch, but just trying to finish enough some of that trilogy. But yep, yeah, ready to get into these topics today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that launch. That was pretty icky. So uh, hopefully things are better there. Uh, let's see. Oh, and of course, my man from Arizona, Centurion. How you doing, pal? I'm doing pretty good, man. Excited for tonight's topics. Excited everybody's here. Um, people already popping in the chat. Uh, just finally, dude, I've been actually getting some good gaming in, uh, this month. Uh, let's see, I, obviously I beat Scorn. Finally hammered out the Mass Effect, uh, remastered trilogy. Beat that, uh, you guys told me to check it out. Well, a lot of people told me to check it out. Went and played Alan Wake and beat that. Um, now I'm kind of screwing around with a game called Daymare. Oh yeah. Um, like a like a it's basically a, like an indie game of like the old school Resident Evil style games. Um, and then I'm playing Ghostbusters: Spirit Unleashed. So I've been kind of getting around. Damn! Now you you got me wanting to play Alan Wake now. Oh, I love Alan Wake. Such a can I be, can I be honest? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's hear it. Everybody says like I'm sorry, but I I don't know why, but I got to see my first exposure to Remedy was with um Quantum Break, which had don't care what anybody says, awesome story, uh very similar game mechanics, uh but awesome story, great storytelling, then I got to play Control which had even which also had some great storytelling. I enjoyed playing that and that made me intrigued to play Alan Wake. And I went and played Alan Wake and I'm just like this is not what I thought it would be. I mean, the gameplay was tight. I the graphics were good. I played the remastered edition, but I just feel like that storytelling magic hadn't been achieved yet that I'm used to and I know this is like one of Remedy's earlier games. So, I mean, I, be I beat it. I played it. I enjoyed it. The story the story had enough in it to keep me going, but I am definitely – I'm, I'm sorry, but Quantum Break story was deeper than, than Alan Wake's. You saying Barry, Barry Wheeler did not captivate you enough? Really? <laughs> you mean, well, the act – what the act – see, that's the only thing. Like, I, I love – like I love, you know, when game, especially how Remedy likes to incorporate uh, actual real people into their games and they and the way they do it. But it, it's kind of like, you know, 
um, here, like when you in Quantum Break, when you would watch the the television series or basically the stuff that would take place on the television, it was his brother and how his brother was working on the device to basically to undo time and all to do all this other crazy stuff. And then also in Control, when you would watch the little cut, like the little little snippets that would appear on the TV with the puppets. Yeah, it was really crazy to watch, but there was like a premise behind it. When you in in like um with Alan Wake, when you would find the TV snippets for like uh, Night Springs, you I I felt like no com, like compulsion to want to watch them. It mm-hmm. almost felt like they they were completely disconnected from the game. Um, and that's where I was just kind of shocked because I mean you could see a lot of stuff that they have used in, in later games, but in the earlier game in Alan Wake, they were not, they hadn't really found their step yet on how they were going to, for their particular style of gaming and storytelling. And that's where, I mean, Alan Wake, um, it was a good game, but I am definitely not going to like, let's just say we all know that PlayStation bought remedy um, I'm not going to sit there and be like, you know, going out of my damn mind if Alan Wake 2 shows up on the PlayStation and it's an exclusive. I mean, I would literally wait for that game to go on sale. Well, I think they made a deal with Epic, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. They have, they have a two-game deal with Epic and a two-game deal with 505. Mm-hmm. That's, um, I'm just putting that out there as an example that, I mean, like, literally, if PlayStation tried to, like, be like, we've got Alan Wake 2 as an exclusive, woo! you guys keep that over there (laughs) (laughs) well i'll take it i love my alan wake i do too yeah but uh again to each their own that's fair that's fair um guys before we get into things i would like to let you all know if you don't know already that we are running a giveaway yes it's for an xbox 20th anniversary edition headset yes that limited edition one i think it's good looking uh i think it's really sharp headset and you know what? It would make a really nice collector's item for you know the casual collector, or just the average fan in general. But uh, you guys want to know how to enter, right? Well, check out our Twitter. I'll leave a link. Actually, I've already left a link in the description for it. Uh, there's uh, on a tweet there, one of the more recent tweets. Uh, you got the the contest with uh, the ways on how to enter. And the contest ends December 1st, so you guys still got lots of time, like a month's time to enter in. Uh, perfect, just right before Christmas time. And uh, yeah, guys, I mean, hey, get right on that. Tell all your friends about it. But uh, be- and, uh, before we begin, certainly share this video out and let everybody know that we're live. Also, hit the thumb, hit the like. You know, that helps with the algorithm and so much more as more people start filing in. <clears throat> Okay, guys, uh, you know what? I will not waste any more time. Let's get to some news that uh, made the rounds. And uh, with our first topic, earlier in the week, Xbox's Phil Spencer did an interview with the Wall Street Journal. Uh, He touched on, well, quite a few things, really, including Game Pass growth, stating that growth on the console. It was doing well, but it was starting to slow down. Uh, There's all... uh, a few things uh, else to dive in here, but uh, Tim Bud, heading over to you first. Is the slowdown a problem for Xbox going forward, or is this something Microsoft already kind of calculated going forward? Well, I do believe that they wanted seventy. They wanted some crazy amount of number 
Uh, I think 72% game pass growth, and they only had 28. Uh, is this a problem? Absolutely not. They're still showing growth. Uh, they've been hit with some, obviously, some uh, pretty, uh, you know, big delays, as we know. Uh, so I do think that some of the, those numbers were skewed by that, or they were potentially waiting for that. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of growth still on console. I think people... Uh, you know, took Phil's comment and uh, they kind of ran with it, uh, you know, trying to spell out Doom uh, for Xbox. But, uh, you know, uh, with some of the pending deals that they have going, uh, Call of Duty, Activision, Starfield coming out next year, uh, I do feel that, uh, you know, there is a chance that um, they, you know, obviously get a lot of big numbers for Game Pass. Um, it's, it's something where, uh, they have lofty ex expectations. I mean, think about it, 70% target. So, you know, uh, and, uh, that's pretty big. And, you know, listen, you don't spend $70 billion, uh, even though it wasn't all about Game Pass, but you don't spend $70 billion or... 7.5 billion for Beth uh, for Bethesda if you don't believe that Game Pass is the future and it's going to be uh, fully, uh, you know, uh, you know, vested in. Uh, so I, I don't think there's any problem there. I think really what Phil was getting, and, and I've talked to Phil about this, uh, they just see the PC market as somewhere where they could really, you know, get some really tremendous growth because kind of like an untapped potential. And I think that that's where Phil kind of was, 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 you know, uh, going with those comments, uh, you know, uh, but there's still a lot of room for them to, uh, you know, get a lot of game pass percentage uh, to go up. Because, you know, listen, as we speak, so Sony still is, um, you know, a good 65 to 70%. Uh, you know, to 30% on multi-plats for the most part. Uh, you know, if you, you say you, you draw in, you know, 15%, make that 50-50 down the line, that's 15%. So, you know, uh, it, it's, it's you know, they're just not seeing the, the growth that they saw, obviously. Uh, and this goes with a lot of subscription models. When you first start out, you know, you're starting from nothing. So you're getting some crazy percentages, uh for the first couple of years, but uh, it does always kind of level out. And then, uh, you know, then you're actually struggling to keep them. And the, it all, it always hits the ceiling. I just think that the ceiling, the proposed ceiling is not uh, close by any means right now. And uh, I really think that the to, to test Game Pass and to see where it goes, uh, and, you know, that's why you see so much fear from Sony is, is that, let's be honest, Game Pass is great, but if you include Call of Duty Day 1 and you include all of Activision games and then you actually have their first party start to churn out where, you know, it looks like it's going to happen next year. We, we went through a year where Game Pass basically carried Xbox and they didn't have one AAA first-party exclusive, uh, which is, uh, I don't remember a time where that ever happened with Xbox. 
uh, on the flip coin on that, though, next year is going to be absolutely insane. Uh, one of the topics uh, that, you know, uh, that's going to come down uh, later in the show, Age, Age of Age of Empires. Uh, that's another AAA that they, they they just added to the to the games that they they're coming. So you're talking about like next year is just you know, and a lot of people are like oh it's a waiting game. No, this is next year is going to be absolutely insane for Game Pass. So for all the people that you know are trying to be negative about this, let's have a talk next year around the same time and. Let's see where we're weighing in at that point. I really do believe next year is going to be uh, a year that Xbox pivots and um, really starts to uh, make its uh, uh, name or, or really starts to, to grow at the expected rate that they want to. Uh, and that's, you know, that's if they get the deal done with Activision. Uh, I do believe that that is absolutely humongous deal for Xbox. It will probably propel them to number one, but but no no means will it means they dominate the market. I just think that they'll be uh, at the top side of revenue, and and uh, it'll be a very big move for the company. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a wait and see uh, if that's going to get approved. But um, even so, even if they don't next year, uh, you're talking about uh, you know six triple A's, maybe seven or eight with global uh, publishing and uh you know it's gonna be crazy so all right all right yeah because there was a lot of like doom and gloom like people nitpicking what he was saying and yeah you know, I, I yeah and like really i mean he's saying okay yeah it's natural because again you're gonna hit every like eventually you're gonna start hitting like a bit of a wall because you're gonna hit a lot of the people who you know we're gonna get game pass anyways and really actually we're seeing a lot of growth on the pc uh version of game pass that i think it, yeah 159 percent year over year which is a pretty good number overall so um, like, I don't know, just to, like, kind of nitpick at what Phil says, I mean, it's just kind of, uh, trivial, I'd say. Um, you know, Phil, I mean, again, like, there was a lot of interesting statistics Phil brought up. Like, Phil says that Game Pass is something like 10 to 15% of the overall revenue now that they generate, which is interesting. Content and services, specifically. Yeah, yeah content and services, yeah. Um, like, Crusader, like, what's your thoughts on this? Because, again, like, to me, it's just nitpicking... But, like, I don't know, I don't see Game Pass, like, I mean, they say, oh, yeah, slowing down, but uh, the numbers are yes. still coming in pretty good. The, the slowing down part is the key, because a lot of people have been using the word, it's plateaued, and that's not the case. A plateau in financial math would imply that the rate at which you're going up has hit zero, right? You are a flat line, if you're on a graph, you're a flat line, right? Um, This implies that the slope is just like closer to being a flat line than being a vertical line um and that, that's important to note because what he's saying what what's implicitly being saying is right because he's not saying that it's plateaued he's not saying it's halted it's slowed and he said that like look it, with the current console install base we've hit a saturation point but hitting a saturation point would imply a plateau so implicitly there has to be some kind of other source of subscribers still coming in and 
And where that is coming in is from new console owners, right? People who are still buying their Series S and Xs. Because that certainly has not hit a saturation point. And this console, according to both Phil in this interview and Satya Nadella on LinkedIn, have both stated that uh, uh, release to, uh, to current life, the Series X and S are the best-selling Xbox consoles ever. Right. No, no, none of the other three generations of Xbox consoles have hit uh, the number of sales that um, the Xbox consoles are hitting right now. Right. And that's in a year with, frankly, no exclusive launches. Why? Well, and how are they doing that? Well, Game Pass is their best exclusive. I've said it before. Other people have said it before. Um, and so we're seeing record sales of the consoles, and that's where the continued growth on console is going to come from of course that's going to be slower than your your current base because your current base is what like 60 million x somewhere 50 60 million xbox ones plus the 15 to 20 million were somewhere in there it's somewhere in uh, we don't have exact numbers so somewhere in that range uh xbox series s and x is sold so you're, you're gonna they've probably hit the saturation point of how many consumers directly they can hit with game pass as it is right now on on that base so they're the new subs at least on the console side are going to be coming in from uh new owners and people who are upgrading and when they upgrade they want to get access to a bunch of stuff to, to play immediately so um so that's where you're seeing the growth right now at least on console side and that's why it hasn't plateaued if you hear someone saying it's plateaued they are incorrect it is slowed um and that's fine it, again expected to happen i it, it's without all of the numbers they have because they don't they give out as many numbers as they need to to satiate uh their investors they would give out more if the investors actually wanted they don't they, they don't care um and so uh, in that regard i think i think it's all doing doing just fine um i thought it was uh very interesting that he said that uh you know it it makes up somewhere between 10 to 15 percent of their content and services um uh overall revenue coming in right game pass makes up approximately 10 to 15 percent of that and i thought that was very interesting because he followed that up by saying that they never see a future where the ratio of content and services within their division is significantly higher than that it'll always be somewhere in the 10 to 15 20 percent range and that has been something that I've been saying. I haven't been saying it directly, but I have been saying it, it, it implicitly that that is a target of theirs. They don't necessarily want all of their revenue coming from Game Pass. They want Game Pass to grow linearly, like one-to-one -one essentially, with the rest of the growth of their base. And that's because Game Pass, they don't make all of the revenue that they generate from a customer who's on Game Pass from Game Pass. And that's something that's very confusing to people who compare this to other services like Netflix or, um, say, Spotify or something like that. And that's because Game Pass has a lot of implicit money that it makes as opposed to the explicit sub-cost, right? It, makes, it implicitly makes money through the sale of MTX for the games that are in it, like, um, you know, like Halo or Gears of War or Sea of Thieves or, or stuff like that. And then it... It also implicitly makes sales whenever games leave Game Pass, right? Because you can still buy all of the games, and when they leave, and you want to own it to keep it, you can buy it, and they make 
or as a customer that they've acquired, you know, they've acquired you as a customer, essentially, when, when you've come over to get Game Pass on Xbox, you're also buying a lot, like, most of the hit games of the year that aren't on Game Pass on Xbox, right? There's a high chance that they've converted you into a customer who's doing that. So you're buying the FIFAs, the Maddens, the Elden Rings, the, you know, whatever that happens to be the hit games of the year, right? They'll have enough on Game Pass that you will be subscribed to Game Pass forever. But they're not going to go beyond making it a deal that is impossible to skip. They don't want everything in it because they want to sell you these other things. And Phil Spencer has basically confirmed this as a strategy. That they will make Game Pass an impossible to skip service so that you know 15 to 20% of their revenue are coming from it. But they aren't going to go so far as to completely shift the entire industry to being in the services. In fact, they don't want that. They want the re they want revenue from direct game sales from their third parties. They want they still want customers to buy their games if they don't want to be on Game Pass. And they've shown that they basically want this to be a just settle into their overall revenue ecosystem, their overall Xbox ecosystem, rather than attempting to significantly replace the way that the industry works they, they want it to fit in as a new just medium of how you play games because they recognize that people like to buy games like there are people who like to go out and buy games there are people who like to buy games on console there are people who like to buy games on pc there are people who like to stream their games on cloud and it's very important that they are, are structuring it in this way i think because it, it alleviates a lot of concerns that people have that they, they aren't planning at any time to move away from direct sales because it's just as important to them as game pass and so I, I think that that is the actual big news from this interview that a lot of people are missing is that they don't expect game pass to eclipse everything else that they do they expect it to slot in very nicely alongside everything that they do and exist in kind of like a a balance mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I agree with you because, again, not everybody's going to want to invest, you know, in a service. It might be, you know, maybe, uh, you know, somebody just doesn't want to have all that, you know, content. People have reasons for different things, right? So they have the options. Well, the companies might not want to either, right? Not every third party is necessarily going to put, put their game in Game Pass, and Microsoft's expecting that, and they're actually betting on that, that there are some games that aren't going to be in the service, and they want the sale of those games right the sale of your elden rings right elden ring probably was never going to launch in game pass but they want the sale of elden ring to happen on xbox and not not somewhere else and so game pass acts as the gateway drug for the user to be in xbox right because you're getting all that all that good stuff but then the stuff that's not in it it's like well i'll buy it on xbox you know what i mean that's that's the plan and that is what he is saying implicitly by saying that uh, 15% of their content and services is what Game Pass is now and likely will be forever. It'll just grow, right? 15% of a... I think he said something along the lines of 15% of a larger number in the future is a larger number. So they expect Game Pass to grow, but they expect it to grow alongside everything else. All right. All right, fair comment, fair comment. Yeah, no, again, it was interesting, uh, again, Phil, talking about that. And I agree with you, you know, they're not reliant just on one thing. They have a, again, I like to use the term, like, multi-pronged approach to things right now. And with their revenue stream, the way it's looking, I mean, yeah, you know, they're not just uh, reliant on a, a couple of things. It's coming from 
a variety of different avenues per se now dots do you agree with what crusader is saying here uh no i don't agree with anything crusader ever has to say at Maybe any situation uh, um. <laughs> well you know probably yeah. <laughs> just out of spite it has nothing to do with the words he said um no um no i i, I definitely agree with that um i i I, I honestly only watched like three fourths of the interview, but I got the I got the big gist of it, um, and I, I, it was really good. I, as much as I always keep hearing, you know, at all of these um, FTC and other uh, commissions about the Activision uh, Blizzard acquisition, um, hearing Phil Spencer personally say, you know, we are not out to do this, we are not out to, you know, take away the rights from. Um, playstation users and all that stuff just hearing him say that and at least in my opinion it it was very sincere really really just you know makes me keep rooting it, it just keeps making me root in his favor because you know i think phil spencer's a a great guy and i think he has a lot of good visionary aspects in the business world i think that um i, th I think it's a breath of fresh air to see once again a a a, a, a face of a video game company come out as you know a genuine good person i mean reggie when he was with nintendo was that person and i just i love seeing that and obviously i don't see that with sony and i don't see that with current nintendo very well um but seeing that was was really was really nice um in terms for game pass i i yeah everything that crusader said i don't agree with but no it made sense <laughs> yeah no the 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 it's it's slowing down but there's a reason because everyone who wants it has it um i'm actually really curious about how those numbers are going to fluctuate up or down because of um whenever the um the family friend uh version comes out for the for sharing game pass i'm curious um it will likely technically bring the numbers of you, of them down but in the same retrospect it's just going to be the same cost they might lose some money in the deal when people are like oh i'm gonna take off my game pass and then three of my friends are gonna just merge into one so i'll be really curious to see how the numbers are impacted after that all goes out um in the end i th uh, microsoft and xbox is still gonna keep winning with that because that's just that's gonna be such a great deal and that's just going to be such a great like thing to allow because I'm probably the only person on this panel who doesn't have Game Pass. But once the family friend deal goes out, I will because Crusader's going to give me his, and he has <laughs> no say in it. So, true. so, and 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 it's not that I um have any opposition to Game Pass personally. I'm unlike Crusader. I really like laser focus on maybe three games at a time i do not see a reason to pay for and this is my personal thing i don't see a reason to pay for a subscription that i unfortunately would not use because i don't play different games like every week i play the same three games non-stop so but hey i would love to have game pass when especially for those day one releases um if whenever uh the the, the sharing plan goes out but no, I, I the interview the interview from what I saw was great. I am super optimistic for the future of Game Pass and Microsoft and uh, just Xbox in general. Um, 
really honestly like while i'm don't i mostly play on xbox pc or just pc in general i actually every time i see the news articles like this and you know these interviews and just how well they're doing it does it really tempts me to get an xbox series s or an even an x just because it's like you know the world of console is not going anywhere and it's strong and xbox and microsoft is making it stronger with them and i i love that i want to support that because of you know how good it makes me feel to see this stuff happen mm-hmm. yeah now phil touched on well a few different things in the conversation uh he also mentioned like possible console game and even subscription price increases um basically hinting at they're kind of unavoidable at this point uh I don't. Do you see like a, a bump coming in the uh, near future? Um, I I think that that's unfortunately just the way of economics and mm-hmm. inflation and whatnot. Um, especially if you know if their numbers are going down just because of you know everyone has it and or even it, and they might have to do it because of the, if they want to keep up and keep their promise with their family plan. That would not surprise me. It's like we know we are going to lose five Game Pass subscriptions for one family plan. Like that that just seems all but logical that they would have to make some sort of price increase to, you know, compensate for technically a loss on their end. But in the in the end, like obviously for us people, uh, you know, if if we're using the split plan, we're still paying less than a full Game Pass. To, you know i'm i'm paying out i'm just paying taco bell for crusader um other people might be trading you know their their jordans for game pass for a year with their friends or <laughs> yeah. you know stupid stuff or you know you have that one friend who's literally i'm gonna have this game pass no matter what i don't mind paying the extra five dollars and now i forget how many they said might be allowed on the family plan but it's like you know i just have my friends that i I love and care for and I want to play games with them. I'm just going to give it to them for free because I don't care paying the extra $5. I have disposable income that I'm not spending on $60 games every week. And so it's it's still a win for the gamer even at a slight price increase. And Microsoft's honestly taking the hit and the fact that Phil Spencer is being like, "Hey, you know, we're we're taking we might be taking this loss, but we're, it's for the customer. We very customer centric you know business model and that's fantastic absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. yeah well uh, said go ahead games increase in 2023 i think they go to 70 in 2023 um they'll, they'll match the industry with that and i don't think game pass increases until 2024 i maybe longer i believe that there will be one of the consent decrees will be a price freeze on game pass for 18 months I believe that that will be a consent decree that they will have with the FTC or CMA or something. That they have to promise not to price hike the um, the the thing right after getting uh, Activision Blizzard. Oh yeah. So I suspect that Game Pass will go up in late 2023 or early 2024. I don't think it'll be like a buck or two. Like it, it, it's. It'll go up enough that they'll make a little bit more per person, and they'll make a lot more in general. Um, and there, there, a lot of people talk that there will probably also be, like, 
the $25 tier that Dots has been talking about of uh, Game Pass, the family plan. So it's essentially like a, a, a one and a half, one and two thirds cost for five people. Um, that is also like an indirect price increase because the goal there is to get more money out of users than they could if the tier didn't exist. And so like per user, it's technically less, but overall it's more. Um, they expect some potential different tiers that they do different stuff in. I could even see a tier above, all, like a, a restructured name, and maybe uh, a tier above, uh, either a tier above Ultimate, or they they change up how Ultimate works and they include um, DLCs in it or something like that, in order to get more people to move up to a higher tier, because that's an implicit price increase where that they instead of directly increasing the price on all consumers, they make the highest tier more essential so to speak and so th there's a lot of ways that they can increase prices both directly and indirectly that might not even make consumers mad because like the family plan is technically a price increase right it's 25 dollars, but it's also cheaper per user so it's also like a price decrease so like everyone kind of wins there so I, I expect things like that if they make the consoles more expensive i'll be pissed you don't make hardware not more expensive. Do that. You don't make hardware more expensive three years in the goddamn. They're not generation. gonna do that. It, I I'll do, be pissed. I do think that that there'll become a time where um, they 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 come up to the seventy dollar price point. Um, I think that's just a matter of time. Um, and uh, you know, uh, listen. As far as the Twitter family. Uh, I don't know. I, w I hope we can hear about something soon because uh, it's been pretty, a pretty, been pretty much a like two months now. I think since we learned about it, it went active in different countries. But um, you know, I would love to find out if uh, they're actually going to go ahead. I mean, I do think that they're going to go ahead through with it, but um, I mean, it's live in two countries fully. It's uh... yeah. I, I don't know why though that they haven't talked about it or. You know, maybe uh, you know, announce some plans for it. Maybe they're gonna wait for the holiday or right before okay. the holiday. But um, that would be an awesome holiday deal, right? Like, yeah. Get a Series S and the family plan, or you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I already uh, I think family plan. You know, family plans a very smart thing. You know, um, just because uh, I know personally. Uh, one of the things that I, I've done throughout the family, throughout my family, and you know, I'm always that guy that they call up for the Twitter password, uh, not the Twitter mm -hmm. password, for the Netflix yeah. password, um, is, is I do share my accounts. So something like that with four other people, uh, you know, and, and they would get ultimate features like cloud and stuff like that. Uh, really would would really um, push them to get closer to their goals of 3 billion gamers but it's just it's just very beneficial for uh the consumer i think so i i, I kind of think it's crazy that that uh it's been uh you know talked about but um i just hope that they they do it sooner rather than later uh the holiday would be really nice to get the announcement Mm -hmm. I, I think they're doing it in markets where they can test it and find out essentially exactly how to price it just to make sure that they got their um the the economic math correct the actuarial math if you will the um 
the risk assessments to see what they should price it at. I think that's more of what they are. They're looking at the the data and the analytics to to make sure that the they aren't they're they're pricing it at just the right point. Yeah, I think twenty five is very fair. Yeah, you know. So I, I hope that they go with it. I mean, you could be real creative. Even you know, thirty it, wouldn't be that you, bad. Yeah, you could you could even get away with that. It's possible, but you know you could be real creative. Let's say that uh, you're a bunch of friends, and you know there's this friend groups, uh, or even just say like even a podcast. You know what I mean? You just everyone chips in five dollars a month, and uh, you you banning up the accounts, and uh, you know you have five 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 guys on the cloud playing Xbox Game Pass, but. I think it's a very smart way for them to, you know, like I said, to reach their goals because um, $3 billion is a lofty goal and it's going to take a long time to hit that. But, uh, you know, um, family plan is definitely a smart idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I concur. Like, honestly, that is a very smart way going forward. I, I would love to hear more about that in the near future. So, I mean, hey, the way that they're so gung-ho about Game Pass and pushing it everywhere, I wouldn't be surprised if we do get some details, uh, well, very soon anyways. Uh, Centurion, but I know uh, you've been patiently waiting here to chime in. Uh, got any thoughts on what Phil's been saying? I've got a lot of thoughts on it. Um... So, for starters, while it's on the top of my head, the Crusader, everybody that thinks they're not going to hike the price on the console, I'm sorry, but that's probably, there's a good chance it's going to happen. And this is where, at least for what I do, um, I have my ear pretty close to the ground when it comes to shipping and logistics, not only in the United States, but also worldwide. I mean, I get the have the benefit of dealing with some nice people that actually live and work in China and I, I coordinate stuff with them. Um, I remember when the pandemic first started and I, I was warning everybody that there was going to be severe shortages that were going to last a God awful long amount of time. And Tim dog can vouch for me on this. A lot of people thought I was crazy. And then after 12 months, they realized I wasn't joking around. You're right. Um, um, so the big problem is right now is there is a very big situation brewing in the United States, at least in my industry. So currently in my industry, uh, for certain products, when a customer asks me to custom build them a product, I have to basically put a disclaimer in front of them that they have to sign that says that we will not guarantee the price. And it takes about two months to build. Um, the scary situation with that is I had a customer flip out on me uh, because they basically told me that it's bullshit and that they're not going to sign for a product that they're going to be on the line for that. I can't guarantee the price. And um, it has to do with uh, the shipping industry because right now there's a big problem with getting a hold of materials. And the other situation is right now uh, the union over in the LA port of entry is getting ready to divide in half between the older generation that is getting ready to retire out of the union and the newer generation that's going to be hired into the union. There's two sets of rules and the newer generation is having big problems right now with this and they're getting ready to have a strike probably sometime in about March, April, maybe May. Um, So right now they're actually shunting 
deliveries from the LA port of entry, uh, basically into the Gulf of Mexico and unloading in Texas. So now we're going from a logistics, uh, basically uh, shipping something that's only three, 400 miles away to a logistics nightmare that now you have to ship the same materials from someplace that's 3,000 miles away. I'm really worried that the console is going to be one of the things they're going to raise the price on. And it's not going to be because of materials, um, not because of labor or anything like that. It's going to be primarily because of how unstable the shipping industry is worldwide. Um, and then when it comes to game pass, we all know that when they first came out with game pass with these great deals, like, you know, pay a dollar for this or get this many months for free. That was the intro, the entry level phase of bringing a subscription service to market. And now we're going to see that, that subscription service transition from a, uh, from an entry level phase where you're establishing your consumer to where now, like Phil Spencer says, we have established our market. We know where we're at in the market. We know what percentages we're going to be aiming for. Obviously, like Crusader pointed out, we haven't plateaued yet, but we are seeing some slowing. Um, so now we're going to start shifting into that next phase, which is basically where you start being like regretfully, like what Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, other other subscription services have done when they've gotten past that entry level phase where they start boosting the price up. Um, it, this is inevitable with Game Pass. Um, we knew this was going to be inevitable because um, we saw when they tried to raise the price of Xbox Live. Um, there's even rumors that Xbox Live is going to go um, hopefully free. It's going to become antiquated and they're going to start putting a lot of their focus towards Game Pass. Uh, but I do real think that there is going to be a time where they're going to really push the consumer into you either are part of Game Pass and what we have to offer, or you're going to pay a very high exorbitant price just to have online access if they don't by some chance um, make it free. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. It's just this is you got to get the consumer to let go of Xbox Live. So there's a couple ways of doing that. And, you know, raising the price on Xbox Live is one of them. At least with this whole situation with Game Pass and with what Phil Spencer is talking about, it's good to see that Microsoft has made a lot of headway since uh, 2017 when the concept of Game Pass was like, you know, like a, a WTF moment when somebody would talk about it to be like, well, wait a minute, you're going to offer all these games for this little bit of money and you're going to include your first party studio releases day and date in the service and plus other third party studio releases day and date. This is completely impossible. They've shown the world that this is possible. Um, if they get this deal to go through with Activision, uh, this is going to be a, a big leap ahead in establishing Game Pass as the premier brand of subscription services in gaming. Uh, it's also going to set the bar for other companies to be like, this is where you need to aim. Don't, don't come in and try to half ass it like Google at this point. Um, I mean, it's good to see though, that Phil Spencer is, is having these conversations. He's getting out ahead of it now. Um, he's not just going to let it be like a, a freaking like a, a fucked up magic show 
like at freaking uh, over on Sony where all of a sudden, you know, surprise, the console's more expensive. Surprise, games are more expensive. Um, he's at least trying to get ahead of it now, and he's trying to warn customers that this is potentially something that could happen in the future. Um, and it's not because Microsoft is money hungry and they're greedy and they're a trillion dollar company that just wants more money. Um, they're affected by the same situations in this world as other companies. Yes, they could probably absorb a lot more of it. And they have been doing a good job of that. I was championing months ago before PlayStation even raised the price of the console that I was championing both Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation, all three of them, uh, that they were actually not raising their price when literally, I mean, some companies have been raising their prices astronomic levels for certain products. I mm -hmm. mean, inflation has literally built the world, bit the world economy in the ass. And a lot of tech companies have done a good job of absorbing a lot of these costs. And now at this point in time, you know, they, they can't keep doing this forever. You know, they have, they have their way of doing business and their percentages that they want to hit. So it's starting to come to that point where, you know, they're going to have to start passing some of this cost on to the consumer regrettably. Mm -hmm. Well, there has been some employee cuts too, even with uh, Microsoft. So, you know, I guess, you know, the other, yeah, eventually a, a price uptick was coming right because of inflation. So just a gradual thing, unfortunately, because of the uh, time we're in right now, but I see what you're saying. And honestly, uh, Centurion, you're offering a very interesting perspective, uh, uh, very interesting, in fact. Uh, speak about interesting perspective. Shockley, I mean, I would love to know your thoughts on some of the stuff uh, Phil was saying here. Do you agree with what the guys on the panel are saying? Uh, do you have any other thoughts on, like, you know, what he said about the, the growth of Game Pass and, uh, like, uh, possible uh, price hikes to subscription console and games? Shockley? Hmm. I don't know if you're muted, bud. Uh, let's see. I talked him to sleep. Oh, probably. No more or less. <laughs> no less. But, uh, all right, all right. Well, uh, wait for Shockley to come back. But uh, anyways, guys, uh, any other thoughts on the panel uh, from this Wall Street Journal interview? Because, again, I thought it was uh, pretty intriguing, some of the uh, little tidbits uh, Phil was talking about. And uh, even some of the Call of Duty stuff Phil was uh, saying, like, uh, what was it, like, uh, put, you know, keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation as long as it makes sense. He wants to put it on the, the Switch. Um, I don't know. I just, like, I just thought that there was some interesting commentary here. Um, like, a lot of people have been speculating, oh, is Call of Duty, you know, eventually when uh, some of the existing contracts go, will Call of Duty be exclusive, not exclusive, you know, other Activision I, games? I, li I like how everybody kind of wants to go down that road of like, oh, when the contracts run out, then it's going to go exclusive, or <laughs> they start making all these hypotheticals on, like, why Microsoft would make it exclusive to their benefit. And here's one here's one hypothetical situation that nobody has thrown out there yet. But what if just what if PlayStation captures lightning in a bottle and creates a multiplayer experience that the PlayStation fan base absolutely love It is an exclusive to PlayStation and is outpacing Call of Duty? 
there's a big chance it, that PlayStation makes it multi-platform. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying, but that then makes sense that if PlayStation has their own game that is now outpacing Call of Duty and the the PlayStation community is no longer interested in Call of Duty on the PlayStation, then you could see a chance where it makes sense to actually have Call of Duty exclusive to the Xbox and it had nothing to do with trying to screw over PlayStation. It was just because PlayStation found a way to compete and they found a way to outdo Call of Duty. Yeah, it would have to... Call of Duty's sales on the platform would have to plummet. I could, I would agree with you if the Call of Duty sales were to actually plummet. Because until there is not money to be had selling Call of Duty everywhere, they're going to... He even talked about it in this interview about he, he'd love to see it on Switch. They they mm -hmm. want to bring it to Switch. That's right. Oh, the yeah. cloud to bring uh, it no, to I'm all for it. Stay and, multiplat. I'm with and, I'm in camp multiplat all the way. So to to pull it from a platform would mean that either there's a technical limitation that they can't put it on the platform, which realistically doesn't exist because they could just make a cloud version of the game, right? Like they have that power. They they have between you know, they could they could spin it up on unofficial XCloud blades that it switch over and use the uh uh like the button mappings from the the system that they're on you know what i mean like that that, that could easily be done um or uh you know so it, it would either have to be a technical limitation which they won't have or it would have to be that it is not financially viable to put it on that system anymore because the games are I, i've been saying it for months the games are there on marketplaces and he's basically said that you know all to right. himself that like the larger games that they acquire that are that 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 echo themselves like Minecraft or Call of Duty, they'll be multi-platform. If I had to guess, if they decide to bring World of Warcraft to consoles, they'll bring it to both. They'll probably bring it to Xbox first, right? Because they'll develop the Xbox version first. But I, I would be shocked to hear that they weren't also bringing it to literally Switch and, and, and PlayStation as well, because it it's big enough that it you know that it that it makes sense to put it more places. That's why I tell people to to, to really think about the Zenimax Online's next game. And I expect it to be everywhere, right? And I, I think that, unfortunately, I think if they had had um, that game out and ready to be announced and stuff by now, they would be using that as CMA, or, as, a, as an argument against the CMA, saying, no, we, we look at our games and on a case-by-case -case basis think about what we should do with them. Because I, I don't believe Phil was lying when he said that they were looking at the games through all their acquisitions on a case-by-case -case basis. I, I think that was very genuine, that they're going to look at the game and be like, well, would this game be better with a significantly larger audience to bring us a revenue base that, like, could just be – that, like, the the cost analysis, the, the, the cost of putting it uh, more places versus the cost of making it exclusive, right? Like, because th those both have costs that are – either explicit money costs or implicit money that can't be gained garnered costs starfield going exclusive makes sense because it's a game that you sell once and that's it right maybe you sell some dlc for it maybe you don't but it's not it's not call of duty there's no real loss to take to to making it uh on a single to, to, to removing a platform from it but when you remove call of duty from playstation there's a gigantic loss because it's a an annualized franchise and it's b a, a gigantic store in and of itself that like almost eclipses some of the other like stores themselves right like the like the call of duty store in general makes like i think on playstation alone makes a billion dollars a year or something stupid and and so you have to look at the cost the, the cost uh analysis of like 
does it make sense to to, to not put this everywhere? And you're going to see, and Phil's talked about this in other interviews, where he said that you're going to see more multiplayer games basically everywhere. You're going to see less timed exclusives. You're certainly going to see less console exclusives. Even PlayStation said that they don't plan to make any of their live service games on PlayStation alone. They'll be on PC too, at the very least. Uh, PlayStation's also, you know, they acquired Bungie and they renewed an MLB contract that says that they'll be multi-platform, right? So, like, you see this concept with these large bespoke games that they're going to be everywhere, right? It's just an industry concept. And I, I think people keep failing to grasp that unless the game won't make money somewhere when it comes to a service game or a multiplayer game that benefits from a huge player base and a huge amount of people to buy in the store, that... Uh, unless for some reason it's failing somewhere, it's gonna be everywhere, right? And it, the, Call of Duty is just the the talk of the day because they're trying to buy the company, right? But look at Minecraft. Minecraft it makes total sense to have it everywhere. Minecraft uh, Realms makes like half a million dollars a year or half a billion dollars a year. You know what I mean? Well, what was BS was the the CMA came out and tried to basically insinuate. That because Xbox has the backing of the trillion dollar monster known as Microsoft, they could potentially they want could to make Call of Duty yeah. exclusive and take that loss. And I was and when I heard that, I was like, that's straight BS, because they, honestly, that's a lot of money to just kiss off. And I'm sorry, but Microsoft is proud of Xbox, but they ain't that damn that proud, proud where yeah. they're gonna freaking oh yeah, yeah, we don't need them to make that kind of money. BS, that's absolute now, crap. I will say this. Two thousands Microsoft, early two thousands Microsoft may have done it. <laughs> right? Perhaps. <laughs> the, the the Netscape the, the anti Netscape, you know, the Internet Explorer, the thing that almost got Microsoft brought up, that Microsoft probably would have thrown their weight and done that. You know what I mean? And so, again, it's just they, they need the shit in writing that says, we aren't going to do this. And I think they would give it in writing that says, we aren't going to remove this specifically because of that. We would only remove it. And again, I think you're right. The, the case where they would remove it is if the actual return on the investment of porting it there is not at a... It revenue percentage that they would want to hit and the only way that would be possible is if sony created a game that generated the revenue basically generated hype and revenue loss for that to happen it would have to be so good that people aren't playing call of duty at all anymore on PlayStation. they would basically have to like i said the lightning in a bottle yeah. or what i call the Fortnite effect where well, you just create a game mode that takes the entire world by storm the, the entire combination of all live service franchises, and there's a lot of very popular live service franchises that have come out, but the entire combination of them, including Fortnite, GTA V, and Apex, right? And Destiny haven't been able to do that. You know what I mean? So it's a situation that could happen. I just don't, I don't believe it's possible. I do not believe it is possible to destroy Call of Duty. Lessen it? Sure. But destroy it, I, I, I legitimately, if that game comes out, that will be the only video game that I will play because it has to be fucking good. All right. You know what I mean? I would, I'd have to see what could do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it is a possibility. You're not wrong. That is, that is a genuine case that would counter my argument. All right. No, good thoughts, guys. Good thoughts. Uh, Shockley there, buddy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I think my... Oh, no worries. No worries. Yeah, 
yeah, no, I just, I'd love your uh, thoughts just to like round out the group here. Uh, obviously, again, the panel, we all had a diverse, uh, you know, bunch of opinions here on the matter. Like, I don't know, what, what's your take here? Do you agree with what the panel's saying or on what the, like, Phil's commentary from uh, the Wall Street Journal interview or, uh, you know, you got anything else to add to it? Yeah, no, agree with pretty much most of what's been uh, most of what's been said. Um, I know people I think were thinking too much about the that they might have to like raise prices. Like it's not really the same as like the whole seventy dollar price increase that was like two years ago during the pandemic when we you know had when gas was cheap as hell and we didn't have massive inflation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whereas like you know, you go, you, you know, look at the early the gas where I am, it's more than probably like double what it was during that time when they were raising those game prices. So, um, so naturally that's eventually, you know, going to happen, especially with how, uh, just manufacturing in general, um, like chip shortages and all that shit. So <laughs> that's naturally if it, the way that just keeps going, they're going to have to adjust for that eventually. But, uh, I did notice the thing going around about the line in the Wall Street Journal interview about them trying to make the correlation of, will you charge 30% on the Microsoft store, but uh, you were, you know, joining in with Epic saying how, like, you know, their situation was unfair. Although that situation, in my opinion, is a little different because Apple was giving Amazon uh, a better deal. I think their percentage was a little bit lower than the 30% cut, uh, which no one else was getting but Amazon. <laughs> so they were kind of giving, make it not fair to their competitors. So in that situation, whereas like Microsoft is going to be a set, you know, 30%. Now, obviously the Game Pass, they might have different deals because there's, you're going to come into Game Pass with a different agenda of what you want to use it for. So you're going to make a specific deal of like, hey, I want to go buy my game's just like a, you know, a Plague's Tale where you just beat it in eight to 10 hours. Man, you're not going back to it again where you put in a game like Monster Hunter World, you're going to go back and play that game over and over. So the playtime ratio is going to be different. So you kind of have to figure out those different metrics of what's fair. Um so that line, them trying to kind of get him with a <laughs> kind of just like catch him on that line of like, hey, well, you guys were agreeing with this. It's not really the same, at least in my opinion. But um, I'm just trying to see what, because I didn't catch all of that. I just kind of caught a little bit of that interview. Um, but the Game Pass thing, I think naturally that's uh, as far as the growth, we've kind of, they've probably, got to the point like they were stating before that saturation point with existing xbox one and now the you know the big boost of series s series x consoles um you know after that first like pandemic year and the year following so now it's going to be kind of that you know not that it's so much slowed down it's just there's not game passes on you know uh, playstation so they don't have a Whereas Game Pass was like really catching its stride, uh, where people were learning about it during especially pandemic year, and that's when they're also uh, 
you know, actually putting a lot of focus on it and a lot of like a lot of spending on like, Hey, let's get, you know, some new games that drop in their day one that are third parties, like, like Plague's Tale and, you know, a few others. So um, early on in Game Pass, it wasn't all that great. <laughs> um, but as years went by, they kept getting some heavy hitters. So, um, but naturally they've reached, you know, pretty much their saturation point on console. But like they pointed out in PC, they've had, since they have like, not an infinite number, but they have a huge ocean of like gamers on PC that they uh, can keep, you know, growing with their focus on their PC-centric games like Age of Empires and things like that. Although I don't know, if, are those on Game Pass? The the more of the PC games? Yes. Like yeah. Age of yeah, Empires? Yeah, Empires? Okay. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, but yeah, like focusing on stuff like that, and especially if this uh, deal goes through uh, with Activision, and they have like, if they can get some of those Blizzard games on Game Pass, then I'm sure like the growth is going to explode even more on PC because people would love to like have just instead of a WoW subscription, I'll just get Game Pass and then they'd all be on Game Pass. Uniquely, there's actually one mobile game on Game Pass on on mobile. It's technically mm -hmm. not on Game Pass, so to speak. It's the you know like the solitaire games and stuff that you can download and play on PC. Yeah, yeah. The the solitaire collection in specific, if you have Game Pass and you sign in with your Xbox account, you actually get an ad free version. Hmm. And you get the premium version, which gives you like all of the backgrounds and stuff that the game has. So they could they're they're even they're probably going to even leverage King when it comes to that to into that degree. Oh, yeah. So like you'll get like an ad free version of Candy Crush, right? That'd be really big. You get the ad-free version of Candy Crush, and maybe they'll give you so many gems or some shit a month. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, plus the perks, There's right? a lot they can do in that space. Like, There's think, a lot they can do in that space. Think about the perks that you can get with Game Pass Ultimate, right? Like, mm -hmm. you could do so much. So much. Because they don't lose anything giving you $5 worth of gems in a mobile game a month, right? They, in fact, they'll probably make more money doing that because they'll give you just enough that you can't buy exactly what you want, so they'll make a little sale. You know what I mean? Then that that's the strategy. Over a couple months, you'll be able to buy stuff on your own, but they kind of get you hooked. You know what I mean? And you can say that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing because I spend, I, I buy microtransaction shit in a lot of games. But... <laughs> I, I think it's funny that everybody wants to bank the future success of Game Pass on the the ABK deal. Um, when honestly, if we just look at the studios they have now. If they, when, if and when they start firing on all cylinders and they are dropping content, we're talking like Starfield, Redfall, yep. um, and 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 these are already studios under the banner. We're not talking about ABK. That that's where it's like a plateau would insinuate that Game Pass has already peaked and it's at that flat line, like you said, Crusader. They're just slow right now because they're waiting for those games to start hitting. And then you're going to start seeing subscriptions go up again because the interest for Game Pass is going. That's the one thing about any subscription service. Interest comes and goes. It comes in waves and then it leaves in swaths. And then another wave of interest comes 
And it's just going to be like a revolving door for some people. And for other people, it's just going to be that almighty gym membership where you just leave that thing running and you just come and go to the service when you when it has your interest. It'll be interesting. Um, I'd love to see what the churn rate is. That's essentially the 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 metric that describes users coming and going like like what you how many are coming and leaving a month versus how many you're gaining. Right. Because like the the gain the the percentage increases the net gain right but like you don't know how many users are actually leaving versus how many users are resubbing if that makes sense during that month and so i'd love to know what their churn rate is because you're right it probably the churn rate is probably pretty good right now like pretty high i mean not not good it's probably pretty high right now and i would assume that it would the churn rate will in fact normalize a bit when when they get on par the abk deal is critical for mobile more than anything a lot of people don't want to hear that but it's true King is oh, yeah, the King is the motivator. Answer. Followed, but I, I, in in all honesty, I actually believe Call of Duty is the least important thing for Microsoft's business plan, from from this. And that sounds hilarious, right? That that Call of Duty is the least important thing, but I I think it's true because they're seeing their highest growth segment right now in where where are they seeing it? Where do they say they were seeing it? PC. What does Blizzard do? Yeah. PC, right? They are PC forced. The, uh, uh, you know, foremost, and then they, they bring some stuff to console. And if you then look at a lot of the uh, interviews with Phil Spencer, he barely mentioned Call of Duty. He's always talking about, like you say, PC and mobile. It's like everybody else keeps bringing up Call of Duty, and Microsoft has just not been mentioning Call of Duty as much as everybody like, thinks. Well, they, it's because they, they, like, I honestly think they don't, like, like, yeah, Call of Duty is going to be great for console Game Pass, right? But like, if they're already saturated on console, then they don't really need Call of Duty for for console, right? You know what I mean? Like that. That's they'll put it on because of their pro their commitment to put everything on, right? But that's I really believe him when he says it's not the driving force of the acquisition. Why? Because their largest growth sector right now is PC. So let's get one of the best historically the best thing. You know, it may have been the greatest in recent years, but they they can fix that because they have the like Microsoft itself can fix that, and they have these great PC IPs like Dots here loves StarCraft, right? They would own StarCraft after this, and they'll own WoW, and they'll own you know all of Warcraft and and and, and all that good stuff with Blizzard, and like they'll have one of, they'll have a company to grow PC with. You know what I mean? And then mobile, they'll have King. They, and we know they want to grow on mobile. Did you see that they said that they like they want to break up the duopoly that is Google and Apple by opening their own app store? Did you see that report? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And, and King does that. Yes, and keep in mind too, even with Bethesda, you know they got Hearthstone as well. Yeah, uh, they'd get Hearthstone with with with, with uh, and that that's on mobile and PC. Maybe they could bring it to console. Why is Hearthstone not on console? Yeah, hey. You know, there's a thing. Why it, it would do well. <laughs> mhm. Mm yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure. Any these... chance Diablo hits Game Pass? <laughs> um. I mean, it's I mean, not it a will the day the deal game, closes. But... Who knows if it'll be in time? Mm -hmm. When when's it supposed to drop? Uh, it's supposed to drop in quarter one or two next year. Hmm. Yeah, a lot, uh, well, a lot it of, could because remember could. Obsidian, um, they well they owned Obsidian at that time, but technically they weren't the publisher of Outer Worlds, which they went weren't, in the game but past. they owned the IP, so they could technically just release their own version as the publisher of it as well. It wouldn't have made, yeah. and neither company wanted to deal with the anger that either company would get, so they put it on Game Pass, right? It's called yeah. a day. 
Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, Diablo 4 could <clears throat> drop on Game Pass day one. If, That'd be a nice... <laughs> if the deal goes through. Otherwise, it'll drop upon the day that the deal closes, which... That's why I, I would... If I was an Xbox fan and I want to play Diablo 4, I would suck it up and not play day one. If... Unless you are going to buy it. Because there are... There are many of a, there are people who buy games, you know, the games that they're playing on Game Pass because they get the discount, right? And that's fine. If you're gonna, if you're buying and you are dead set on playing day one, then get it and play it on day one. I'm not gonna stop you. I'm not gonna tell you you're you're a dumb person or anything like that. But I, I personally would not buy Diablo because it'll it, it's gonna go on Game Pass relatively soon <clears throat> after if it doesn't launch on it, mm-hmm. if the deal goes through. Right. Yeah. No. Actually, very interesting conversations having here. Um. Guys, I think on that note, uh, we'll start to uh, move things over to the next topic. But (laughs) I got to say, I mean, we could go on and on about uh, this interview. There was a lot to kind of extract from it. But I thought we had a pretty good conversation regarding uh, Phil's comments in any case. Uh, Guys in the chat, please let us know, uh, you know, uh, what your thoughts are of the interview and also all all the other topics. Um, if you haven't done so already, please give this a like and share this out across social media. And hey, if you're a new face here, sub to the channel. Uh, next up, guys, we're going to move into talking about some Age of Empires. And earlier this week, we had the anniversary stream for the franchise. And hey, you know what? It came with many nice surprises. Uh, let's see. Well, the big one being, of course, Age of Empires 2 and 4 making their way to Xbox consoles next year to the thrill of many Xbox owners and RTS fans in general. Speaking of which, Dots RTS, bud, uh, I'll pick on you for this, of course, because, hey, you're the RTS man here. Uh, I know you live and breathe RTS games. Uh, what do you think of, like, the anniversary stream and just Age of Empires coming to Xbox consoles, finally? Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> so, I, I very much enjoyed the stream. Um, minus the weird, like, little 3D map vote battles they did. But, I mean, I guess, you know, <clears throat> sort of for um, Watcher... Uh, um, interaction and whatnot, but um, no, I, I I very much I enjoyed the stream. Um, I'm really happy about um, what was it Age of Empires two, uh, HD and uh, Age of Empires four hitting uh, console Game Pass. <clears throat> um, that that's awesome. I I cannot wait to you know and mostly cross play for that. Because while well, I'm definitely going to continue to play my RTSs on my mouse and keyboard on my computer, I will love to you know more people to play RTSs with is always a win. It doesn't it doesn't matter where, who, or what. That that's always just a win for for everyone in the RTS community. Um, I think that um the the choice of the two games is gr- a great idea. Um, two is iconic in the uh in the age franchise and obviously four is the current one and they want to keep you know keep putting out the current um i was actually having this conversation with crusader earlier about the fact that you know that uh one and three aren't uh going on it and 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 it kind of made sense it kind of didn't at least with um age of empires one i think that that one is just too simplistic i think that that's really only the true 
Age of Empires diehards really play one anymore. If you want the, the like the iconic experience of Age of Empires, most people just hop to two, and then if they want to play the current, they play four. Um, to me, it makes sense why they didn't do three. Three ha- three is a very different game, and how it plays is very unique. And I think that would it would be difficult to port that not impossible just a little bit more difficult than the others to port it to uh to console out the gate because there's there's the whole thing with like calling in um calling in uh things from your your home nation and that's like different menus that are in game while you're playing um on top of you know managing your entire base managing your army managing all that and then managing a a full-on tech tree and not just you know oh you know you have your uh your uh foot soldier attack and defense upgrades your cavalry attack and defense upgrades it's 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 a whole slew of things in three so it may to me it makes sense why that one's not getting ported that's why they're not at least porting one two three and four it's just two and four um but i'm I, i was happy to with what they were showing um I think the I think the band at the end was really was actually really good. Like the first song was just kind of okay, cool. They get this cute little band, and then they actually kept going and kept going, and it was actually really enjoyable. Um, highlight, obviously, well, for at least for me and Crusader, but to share with everyone, highlight, hands down, Age of Mythology retold. It, I am so freaking excited for that because that. Out of all the age games, honestly, Age of Mythology is where I put most of my time in because I loved the story. I loved liter. I loved like that. Honestly, that game got me into my middle school mythology focus. Like I was in a space focus before that. You know, every I had to get all the space books, anything to do with planets and stars. After that game, and I started playing that, it was mythology. I had freaking Egyptianology, the book on me. I had, you know, I was reading up on Greek mythos. I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that there were Greek titans that were before the Greek gods and then that they had all their own stories and whatnot. Um, Norse mythology before I even knew about, you know, Marvel being a thing and, you know, the Avengers with Thor. So, like, just that that game, super impactful on my life, and I loved it, and when the expansion came out with the Titans and the Atlanteans, that was awesome. It was awesome that, that they gave every faction their own Titans. And so, you know, freaking the Greeks summoned their, their bipedal Cerberus and the the Egyptians summoned their, their giant birdhead Titan. And it's just like probably some of the greatest RTSing I've played outside of, honestly, StarCraft II. I think StarCraft II is still like at least competitively or just like you know modern wise is still like a, a really solid game but no age of mythology having that not and then not even a rem- remaster a retold it's probably a remaster but just they, they can't call it remaster because remember they released they released the definitive edition and it was bad well it was only bad because they added another faction that was literally just reskins of things yeah. that were already in the game <laughs> Um, yeah, no, and, but no, I, I'm, I'm, that is definitely my highlight of the stream. While I am still super excited for everything else that's coming out, like, you know, RTS on console, that it's, 
Uh, what was what was the first RTS on console I played? Uh, Crusaders, you and me, it was Universe at War. Yeah, it was a that, bad game. That was a mess. I <laughs> actually kind of game. enjoyed it. It was fun, but it was buggy. I, I enjoyed it only when I was playing as, like, the evil red alien faction, because that was, like, the only faction that, like, I enjoyed. The other two were, like... A, one of them was like what a weird yin and yang Atlantic. yeah I, I don't remember and the other one was just like robot yeah. people and it's like the icon for the xbox achievements don't like the 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 image of like the box art that would show up for the achievement page yeah. doesn't even work anymore you can't you don't see it on xbox one it's, right? it's the only game that's what, that i have on my game. list like that <laughs> it is it's so broken um but but honestly like when you think Xbox RTS, the first thing that comes to mind is Halo Wars and Halo yep. Wars 2. And, and they're great. They're fantastic games. I still love them to this day. Um, I actually played it recently with one of our friends, and it was so weird playing it on... I was playing on PC, but I was playing it with a uh, mouse and keyboard rather than controller, and it was so weird because I'm actually just more used to playing that game on controller. Um, but something like that, you know, bringing age into... Age of Empires in the modern era console gaming RTS, it's 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 a it's awesome. It's a great time to be an RTS fan because PlayStation does not provide that. And obviously, RTS has always had its main home on PC, but Xbox isn't taking that away. That's what crossplay is for. That's what PC Game Pass is for. PC Microsoft Store, all that. Like they're not taking anything away from us on PC. They are giving it to more people. And that's that's just a win. That is an absolute win for for everyone in who wants to get into the franchise and is already into the franchise. And I can't wait to, you know, see it once it launch. Play the game. Play with people who've never played before. And and that's another thing um, about me that I am really not a competitive RTSer. I am actually almost hyper casual. I almost exclusively play against bots. Um, I usually play the story mode, and I, I, I have fun with that because I personally am not a very PvP-focused player on, in any regard. I just don't find it fun. But, you know, but that's fine. I still would love to play with my friends, with new people, against AI, and, you know, just, just have fun playing a strategy game and having fun with it, you know. And and now what? They're all, they're also adding the, the cheats. They're adding the, the classic cheats photon man and all that stuff i remember in age of mythology we had a uh, oh canada for the laser bears and uh love you for the flying purple hippos that shot hearts out of their mouths like it, it and that's just something iconic with with the age games and i'm happy that four is finally getting that treatment too so it honestly it, everything just great stuff absolutely cannot wait for any of these things to hit, especially Age of Mythology, but you know, Age Two, Four on the console, can't wait. It's it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting too. We don't have to wait too long for Age of Empires Two to launch. That's coming January, January, yeah. like pretty quick. You know, like yeah. two months almost, like maybe three. Like that's um, yeah, pretty close by. I, I and I know Age of Empires Four is they said later in 2023 but still i mean it's next year so i mean that's pretty exciting yes uh, very much too bad we don't have anything for uh, age of mythology retold but i mean 
it's not like they don't have any other scheduled RTSs coming out. I mean, they do have that one. I keep forgetting the name that got announced at last E3. I forget Minecraft it. Minecraft Legends? Uh, no, the other one. Oh, Aura History Untold. It, that's not that's not real-time. That's well, okay. Uh, turn-based. Okay, turn-based, sorry. But still yeah. strategy game anyways. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, which, which I like. I like the variety of strategy games, which is nice. Um... I mean, it's just interesting. Dots, I have to ask. I mean, because, uh, you know, we were sensing that we were going to get some Age of Empires news sometime soon. What about uh, Rise of Nations? I'm kind of surprised not to hear anything there. Um, I, I honestly don't really keep track with them too much. Mm -hmm. um, if, you know, so, did, did they actually announce something or is it no, just... <laughs> no, but there was something back in like April and May. I remember, like, it's been kind of, um, how do you want to say? It's like it's shown up in the Xbox store, like when there's sales and stuff. Um, but I mean, there hasn't been an official announcement for it. I mean, I'm just assuming since they're doing this with like Age of Empires titles, I wouldn't be shocked if they did something with Rise of Nations personally and bring it to console. Um, maybe. I, um, which, uh, I mean, next next year, 2023, will be their 30th anniversary. I mean, their 20th anniversary. So if they make an announcement for that, that there's, there is a potential there. Um, I, that would probably be next year. I wonder where that IP falls uh, under Microsoft. Like, because we know... What's the what's the Age of Empires production studio that they have? They don't actually develop the game. World's they, Edge. World's Edge. I I wonder if that IP falls under their purview or whose purview that IP falls under, or if it's just kind of like in a in in like the bin of Microsoft IPs, you know? Because as far as I'm aware, the only IP that actually falls under World's Edge is Age of, like the Age of quote IPs. That's why Age of Mythology is theirs as well, because it's technically actually part of the Age of Empires yeah, brand. That's correct. Um. So it's very interesting. Um, I, I I wonder where if Rise of Na if they claim if they have if they claim Rise of Nations and if maybe they're doing something with that. I mean, in a way, I would like them to because I mean, I mean they're the they're the ones with the expertise in RTS. So I mean, I I would like to have them handling it. But mm -hmm. then again, you never know. You never know what their plans are for. I just I mean, I haven't. I'm anticipating to hear something about the about it, but. We'll see what yeah, happens. That that would probably be a next year thing if they do decide to do a twentieth anniversary thing for them. Obviously, it wouldn't be as big as age, I think. But I think that if they make any announcement, it'd be like, "Hey, you know, it's our twentieth birthday. Here's here's some here's some good news for you, Rise of Nation fans." Mm -hmm. um, no, all I'm seeing is what they were published by Microsoft, MacSoft, uh, developed by Big Huge Games, Westlake Interactive. They had the extended edition, but that was developed by Skybox Labs. So, yeah. But I mean, it's a yeah, it's a pretty highly touted IP in the RTS genre. So, be interesting to get on uh, console, in my opinion. Um, Eric Shockley, buddy. I mean, I don't know how uh, familiar you are with Age of Empires, but still interesting that it's coming to Xbox console. I mean, a lot of people were clamoring for it, including myself. Um, I don't know. What's your take about like all the Age of Empires uh, news? Good stuff. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, I'm probably not interested in it much, but uh, hopefully it bodes well for whenever 
if well, if they ever get to ever making a StarCraft three or maybe bringing a StarCraft two over to Xbox, that'd be cool. Um, I'd be more interested in that. But uh, I'm playing the uh, first or the old one back on the PC. But uh, in in sixty four. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I would be interested in something like that. Age of Empires doesn't entice me. Um, but yeah, but it's a good sign for hopefully other future RTSs like coming, you know, right to console, not, you know, being skipped altogether or waiting years and years before they come to console. So it's more of a regular thing going forward. So, but yeah, it's awesome for all the. Asia Empires fans comes, you know, straight to Game Pass. That's be pretty sick. But uh, yep, I'll maybe I'll get, give it a try. But uh, yeah, hopefully it means uh, more of their other um, games come there. And then actually mentioning do, maybe do that like... makes them go back and try it out <laughs> since Microsoft will own them and Microsoft's big into RTS right now. Sure. Do not do not let the numbers fool you. Age of Empires 2 is not baby's first RTS. I would play 4 first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's complicated. It's a little hack. Oh, no screwing it, around, it, huh? It, it, yeah. is, it is so complicated in how simple it is, and that's yeah. the thing. Is is that it is there's there is so little to do in it. Like so many little tasks you have to do, but you have to do all those tiny little tasks all at once in like you know perfect sync perfect timing and if you set your ai opponent even like one little tear up it's the computer's like hey i'm going to control 100 things over there and 100 things over there while your human brain is still focusing on trying to get your three villagers to mine this one thing <laughs> have fun with that <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> if, uh, i am i actually am excited though about one thing um even though it's not technically uh Microsoft um Frost Giant Studios they're 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 a break off off of Blizzard and they they're making a new RTS game um called um Demon Gate I believe or Stormgate that, Stormgate Stormgate okay. is that the free to play one that was announced that it has is, like it, it looks like one. eight different games mashed together it, it 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 is literally like a it's StarCraft but it's demons instead of aliens as the antagonist didn't the demons look like Oryx from Destiny? They, they, no, they look like Diablo. Like they, they just, look like Diablo. Okay, they look like yeah, they just look like swole Diablo with wings. Um, but that they are really building that, at least from what they're saying, to be like baby's first RTS, but still give us enough for like you know veteran RTS players to enjoy. So, I've been keeping a close eye on them. Uh, they're going into beta testing next year for the so. We'll actually get to see some actual gameplay next year, hopefully. Um, it definitely for for anyone new to RTS, is keep your eyes open for that. Especially since it's free to play, and their monetization is, apparently will just be cosmetics out the gate. But if you don't play RTSs for cosmetics unless you are super into RTSs, so I think that's a win personally. So just something to keep an eye out for. Shameless plug. I, they're not sponsoring me. They're not getting paid anything. <laughs> all right. All right. Good to know, Dots. Good to know. Uh, Centurion, buddy, how about you? Uh, got any thoughts on the uh, wider range of uh, Age of Empires news? 
Well, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Um, I have not played a lot of RTSs. Um, I, I've dabbled in them here and there. I For fell in shame. love with Halo Wars 2. What? For shame. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, I fell in love with Halo Wars 2. Um, I play, I don't know, like, does Civilization count as an RTS? No, it's turn-based. Because the R is real time, it stands for real, so it's real time strategy versus turn based strategy. Okay, real time. Okay, okay. Well, at any rate, I haven't had too much dabbling in the RTS thing. Um, I will be honest; I do not use my PC to uh, to play games on. I use a lot of my I use my PC to do a lot of work on and content creation. To to me, it's it's not a like I am, this is just a short pun, but to me, it's not a toy. It's a tool and I'm not yep. using it to play games on because I don't want to, I don't want to have all these games on it that basically are like slowing it down. Cause I, I need to have a lot of freed up memory for what I do. Um, but I'm looking forward to this because I've always heard a lot of people playing age of empires and people like dots that make, um, these RTS games sound like absolute fun and I want to check them out. And, but me, I'm going to be upfront. I'm the kind of gamer that wants to just sit on my couch and play my games on my 60 inch 4k television. Um, I don't want to be reduced to my 27 inch monitor. So I, I'm looking forward to this coming to console because I'm going to be able to check this out at this point. That's where I'm at on it. Is I'm excited because I'm gonna finally be able to check out Age of Empires. Hmm. All right. All right. No, that's fair enough. I mean, like to be honest, I'm really pumped for it. I'm a huge RTS fan and Age of Empires in general. And yeah, I'll certainly be giving it a go once it comes to console. Like uh, Dots was saying, Age of Empires 2, it has a bit of a learning curve to it, so uh, don't go in there thinking that it's Halo Wars, but uh, either way, pretty exciting news in general. And I look forward to, again, all all the Age of Empires stuff that comes to the console. Uh, But again, it wasn't just the console stuff, there was also uh, Age of Empires Mobile that was announced. Um, We'll see how that does, but... uh, Otherwise, um, again, it's just it's good to hear. I know we were expecting an Age of Empires announcement for what seems like ages now, but no pun intended there, <laughs> right? I didn't even mean to make that pun. Damn. <laughs> but uh, no, either way, it's exciting. I like it a lot, and I think it's a big win for uh, for Xbox fans in general, just console fans. So and and the IP too, right? It gives more breath to the IP, right? And I want to see it get more popularized, personally. Um, Any other comments, guys, before we move on? Yes, no? Yeah, you know, I am super stoked for the Age of Mythology. That was the the announcement for me at that that thing. RTSs, I like to play on mouse and keyboard. I mean, granted, I can play it on mouse and keyboard on the console version, because one thing Dots didn't bring up, he brought up the crossplay. But it's going to have mouse and keyboard support on console, and that, that, because RTSs are one of the few genres that I have to play with a mouse and keyboard, um, uh, most games I vastly prefer a gamepad, right? I, I I can't stand mouse and keyboard for the most part, but like RTSs are the one genre where my brain, even with like Halo Wars, it just doesn't click right with with uh, playing it on controller. So super happy for that. But I really 
I Docs was in my DMs, all caps, sending me like eight messages saying like Age of Mythology, Age of Mythology, tune into the show, tune into the show. And I, I you know, both of them. Prostagma. Exactly. <laughs> um, is our, the, the characters are like the Sims and don't speak like real words. They, they, they speak, it's some kind of Greek or, or something, but it's not, it's not, not anything that anyone, except for maybe someone who's Greek understands. Um, but uh, I'm so, so excited. I bought, this will age me, but not, it, it'll age me young. I bought Age of Mythology at a scholastic book fair in elementary school. They had a copy of it, the, the discs, back when PC games came on discs, right? I, I bought it at a scholastic book fair. I was in like the third grade. And I, I bought it and started and started playing it. And it was one of the first games that I put a ton of hours into. I loved it. And just like Dots, it got me into history and mythology and stuff big time. Wanting to learn more about the different cultures and their histories. And for a long time, I wanted to be an archaeologist. But largely, in part because of that game. I, like, like that, That's what caused me to become so interested in everything in the first place. Didn't do that. Became a computer scientist because I wanted to live comfortably and have money. But, um, you know, so I am so, so excited for Age of Mythology so excited all right good to hear well again i'm glad to see the excitement and yeah i'm interested in age of mythology too guys in the chat everybody tune in let me know uh, in the comments or yeah in the chat as well if uh again what your reaction to this news is and if you're excited to see uh age of empires and the age of mythology announcement um you know it's again we got a lot to look forward to next year and uh now, this is a nice uh, cherry on top, if uh, if I'm to be honest. But, uh, all right, guys, on that note, why don't we move on to our last topic of the night. And a few days ago, Xbox released a new trailer for Redfall. Uh, timely, uh, considering Halloween, of course. <laughs> uh, showcasing some new gameplay and enemies, such as the Angler and Watcher. Overall, I, I just thought it was pretty good uh gameplay for a short trailer and uh i'll admit like i wasn't really too interested in redfall at first but i don't know when they start releasing these trailers more and more and i see more gameplay it uh, gets me a little more excited uh centurion buddy uh what do you think of it uh it was a nice little uh, teaser uh, just before halloween time it seemed relevant. I mean, obviously, from watching the trailer, the the signs, the fall harvest, and all the other stuff that points to this game is going to be centered around that part of the year. Um, definitely was at least a at least a treat for me. I'm looking forward to Redfall. Um, it's definitely a game I'm looking forward to playing with friends. Uh, I mean. What do we already know? Don't know about game. Uh, I mean, about Redfall. We know that the game is going to be like uh, I don't even want to say Left for Dead. It's going to be definitely a multiplayer esque style game where you go run around and you're going to obviously have a, a very decent story. Um, I like the comparison, at least in, in the article that I read, that they were trying to go for that Borderlands style when it comes to the multiplayer. Um, 
but it looks like it's going to be a really good game, at least for me and the friends that I have, and we enjoy those types of games. You could see reminisce of like uh, what some of the uh, the things you're going to have to do. Like we saw that heart in the middle of one of the uh, the areas that you're fighting in, and it had all the the veins and everything going, stretching to different parts of the uh, the map. And obviously, from playing certain games, I wouldn't be surprised if you had to chop at those veins and somehow disconnect the heart to weaken it um the whole objective is probably more than likely going to be to destroy the heart uh we've seen some of the other bosses now um and the different uh enemy types uh i like the concept of you know one moment you see the creature in the room and all of a sudden the lights flicker and the game is gone i mean the creature is gone uh that gave me reminiscence of the the game fear back in the day with alma where you would see her walking down the, the hallway and all of a sudden the lights would flicker and she'd be gone. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Redfall looks like it's going to be a great experience. It's going to be definitely something uh, new for the developer. I mean, uh, I'm bad with names. What's the name of the developer again? Arcane. Arcane. Uh, this is going to be something new for Arcane. Uh, obviously, this is a... They've never done games as a service. You know, I remember them doing Dishonored. And this is going to be definitely a new experience for them and me to see them do games as a service. And I'm really looking forward to it. The The trailer, if you haven't seen it, you should really go check it out because uh, Redfall, every time you see it, you just want to play it. And the, the trailers just get you that more intrigued. But I do have the question because it is centric around Halloween I just hope that, like, and I hate to say this, I do want this game to come to market sooner than later, but if you are going to release it, re release it sometime, if maybe a few months before Halloween, if you want it to come out early, but if you have a game that revolves around Halloween, at least right out of the gate, try to capture the moment of the Halloween spirit and release it somehow relevant to the actual Halloween holiday in real life. Um, because, um, like as an example, the movie Hocus Pocus, we all know it. A lot of people have seen it. Kids love it. That movie actually was originally released around the 4th of July and it went off in the entertainment industry, like a lead fricking balloon. The movie completely flopped in theaters. People did not want to go see a movie that revolves around Halloween for the 4th of July, and it didn't work. And then all of a sudden, it gets released on video in the around the same time as Halloween, and now all of a sudden we have Hocus Pocus, which is a freaking cult classic. But if you look at the history of the movie, the movie flopped in theaters because it was released at a very bad time. Um, and that's where I just really hope Redfall, at least they're paying attention to stuff like that. And yes, you have a game that revolves around Halloween, so it's only fitting that this game comes out probably third quarter next next year. Is that a fair statement? Um, so it was one of the game. It was one of the the majority of the games that they had advertised for coming out in quarter one or two next year. So. All it says is know. coming 2023. What no, you can but it, it, it was it was among there was only two games that they or three games at the E3 showcase from last year that they had originally listed as not coming by June 
of next year. And the three games were Silk Song, um, the Kojima game, and I forget what the other game is, but the, Starfield and it were both supposed to be coming out in quarter um, one or two of 2023, as of the last time we've actually been given an update on their window, which was at E3 last year. Well, I'm just giving my opinion sure. on the fact that, regretfully, you know, like I like if you want another bad thing, like they're releasing Callisto Protocol around Christmas. Yeah. Obviously, the delay is what caused that. But in my opinion, that would have been my freaking barn burner for the Halloween spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what the, there's going to be like three horror games back to back to back. Like oh month, yeah, we month, got month. it's Callisto, yeah. then Resident Evil, and then uh. Or no, Callisto, then Dead Space, then Resident Evil. De- Dead Space, and then we also got Dead Island. Oh, and Dead Island. What's that? What 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 month is Dead Island dropping? I remember. I, I know. I they they announced that. Is it in February? That. Jan January. Oh, so there's February? gonna be. So we're, we're gonna have uh, Resident Evil and Dead Island in February. Maybe it won't be the worst time after all to launch it in like February or March because like. Yeah, well, and... that's why I mean we're getting a second freaking Halloween season yeah, at the beginning and... of the year. <laughs> yeah, like. They're just dropping a bunch of horror games all together, so maybe maybe they can just time it all together and people will be in the mood by force. Again, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if they dropped Redfall like just before um, Easter or something, like in like well, late March. I would say, may, you know what? Now that we really are, I completely forgot about all the other games that are coming out. The horror movie, the yeah. horror style games coming out in the beginning of the year. If Redfall can release on the coattails of that whole concept where we just have horror game after horror game back to back month to month, it would work. But if by some chance they wait like two, three months after that whole thing and all of a sudden they're releasing in like a lull where it's just like, man, it just feels like this game should have should come out. Like, I mean, if you're going to release the game June or July, Dude, just wait till September when people yeah. are already getting yep. in that mode for Halloween. From what I've heard, they're targeting March. That was a while back. Um, but from what I've heard, it was targeting a late March release. Um, I can't state how accurate that is. It's somewhat. It, it, it came up on our sub on the subreddit, but. The game, the person who put it out had also put out some images that went along with stuff, so it gave credence to the rest of what they were saying. They were unreleased images before. So, that would work. I mean, it would be right with the rest of it, you know what I mean? It would be right after, right after that stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, that would kind of fall in line, too, because then where does Starfield fit in? And I wouldn't be Uh, surprised if that was May. Yeah, May or June. So... But that's just me. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Eric, buddy, I mean, I'd love to know your thoughts. Is uh, Redfall a, a game that uh, you had on your radar at all? Uh, did you check out the latest trailer? Uh, got any opinions on it? Yeah, I thought the tra- uh, the latest trailer looked pretty cool. Um, I think it made it look a little bit, like, darker and more, like, tense and had more of a horror aspect to it. Um at least from that last trailer we got from I think E3, uh, so that kind of looked cool. I mean, it reminded me of like uh, like that thirty days of <laughs> thirty days of night movie where it's like everything's really dark and uh, 
Oh yeah. But yeah, like if that's that's cool if like you you know, you have them that can like easily sneak up on you and you don't have a lot of light. So, you know, it makes it things a lot more tense. Um so it'd be really cool to, you know, just to see how that kind of plays out. Um and a lot of it it seems like it's not because people are saying it's just back for blood with vampires. But with Back for Blood and Left for Dead, those games are like pride themselves like on the whole multiplayer aspect. Whereas like a lot of the trailers that I see of this, I don't see any other characters. Um, like there, it looks like they're just playing it like single player. Um, yeah, people heard four player co-op and they assumed Left for Dead, and it's it's yeah. obviously not because it's open world. Yeah. So like you can you can team like yeah it gives you the option to kind of like team up but yeah it's kind of cool that like you don't necessarily have to and it doesn't like doesn't seem like it's going to ruin the experience i mean especially it's arcane so they know how to kind of make like a single player game where you have a bunch of different tools at your disposal and how you want to that's what i kind of i'm seeing like a lot of the dishonored like roots in there where you can you have different abilities different uh gadgets you'll be able to tackle a certain situation um and kind of just like you know develop your own style of how you kind of want to attack um so i'm definitely uh but i like how it looked a a little bit like darker more like you know horrific (laughs) um at least from the that trailer so hopefully they like really play into it and make it like a really tense uh uh, situation um kind of like when you play like a uh, alien isolation although i've never played that one but i can only imagine just from watching alien movies and watching some streams of people dude, playing that like i haven't attempted dude. to play the game because i feel like it'd be too tense for it's, me to it's, play that game. it's very tense and it's great yeah. i love it <laughs> which game alien isolation. alien isolation oh yeah dude freaking that like, game i've played I like man i really want to play game. that game but i don't want to play that game <laughs> Like, you don't. You haven't experienced that game until you're hiding under a table, watching those pair of legs walk by, going, "Oh my god, I hope this bitch don't find me." I think the closest <laughs> I probably got to that was like um, in Resident Evil Village, when that you know big creature won't spoil, but there's a certain thing that comes after you, and you're hiding, and you're like, "Oh my god, get me out of here!" Even though you're you're just playing a game, you're just like, "Don't touch me," even though it can't touch me. <laughs> Um, and you're in first person, so you at least can't see how close it is to you. Maybe that's what makes it more tense. But you know, going back to this, um, it'll be cool if, like, from this latest trailer, you know, and you're seeing, like, dude pop out of nowhere, and, you know, they can kind of get around, obviously, with their uh, vampire, like, powers where they can, you know, disappear, you know, pop up another place and make things pretty tense to you. That'd be cool to just for them to just heighten that level um you know throw on top of the top of the game so to make it so it's not just some like generic shooter oh i killed that thing there's nothing it's clear um you know just make it something that's not super like generic which i, I don't think they will because arcane does a fantastic job that you know bringing life to the world and making cool different ways to like eliminate your enemies so definitely uh want to check it out hopefully it doesn't take a whole year but yeah like uh during uh or maybe it was uh i can't remember who just said when they should release it but yeah they should probably release it just 
maybe like I'd say like August or maybe September, like at least give it some time to like maybe breathe leading up into Halloween. But yeah, probably don't release it like direct in the summer. <laughs> Even though like people are saying that's when you obviously release games, but sometimes people want to be in like more of the uh, you know, like Halloween vibe for this type of game. So it's definitely probably a, a good place to uh, launch it probably closer to October, but not too late, but like don't do it super early. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I'll be curious to see where it does end up falling. Uh, I don't know with the game awards. Also uh... don't release it near a dead space remake or well, obviously not Callisto protocol, but don't release it anywhere near dead space. Otherwise it's going to get bodied. Yeah, I don't think it'll release anytime that soon. But the Game Awards are around the corner. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a release date or something for it there. That would be a good spot to uh Yeah, we'll get a release light. date with, uh, and another look at Hellblade at the, at the awards. Since we haven't seen that for, what, it was 20... Was it 2019 when they released that first? Yeah. Teaser? And yeah, what, no, they saw, followed it up? We saw the trailer okay. last year at the Game Awards. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's where we saw that one. So it'd be yeah. cool if we at least got a like somewhat of a date. Where I know they said that last piece was gameplay, but maybe show more of it where it makes it more believable that it's clay. not that the other piece wasn't gameplay, but some people had their doubts. But you you know, put more combat in there where it's not a question. So. Mm-hmm. Now. Dots, I'm very curious about your thoughts here. I mean, something tells me you're really looking forward to Redfall. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm definitely um, keeping my eye on it. Uh, I don't really have a solid opinion on the game yet. Uh, Squad-based shooters like Borderlands and whatnot and, you know, whatever Redfall is going to turn into. It's interesting. I... Unless I get a you know a designated squad, I don't really see myself hopping into this. And usually, a lot of our friend group already has like you know their squad set up, and it, and I'm not super enthusiastic about it, so I'm not really bent out of shape about that. Um, it looks interesting. Um, probably the uh, Crusaders, the only one who'll get this reference, but definitely they were trying to destroy the heart of the Black Garden in there. Lamont. Um, <laughs> no, there's a few people on this panel who would kind of get that right um so I'm, it, it looks good i i hope i hope it's a hit i hope not i hope that not only is its launch successful but it's you know supported afterwards because like for example i actually enjoy v rising which is sort of like a the, the top-down Diablo-esque you play as a vampire game. I think we talked about this on the panel before. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we have still been waiting for, like, more for the game, even though it's still technically in early access. They said that they were going to drop more content for it next year. And, like, but it's kind of the game, the early access of the game has almost been a year, if not more than that. So, Unfortunately, that game has sort of been dying off and turning into what, like server, like people are making servers that only last a week, and it's like all PvP focused. And then, so my interest in the game's already gone down because it's PvP focused, and it's a shame. And I just hope that you know, 
obviously completely different genre game, but I just hope that not only does it succeed on launch, but succeeds past that, because as cool as it looks, and I'm sure a lot of people are excited for, it doesn't really sell to me anything new to the formula that's like, hey, this game is going to last two years, even with new content, you know, because whatever. I, it, I, it, it doesn't seem, unfortunately, to me at least, that this game is going to have any long sense of longevity. It'll have some legs is what I think the, the phrase that a lot of people would use. That it doesn't have what? It, 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 you don't see it having legs. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll have, I'll have yeah. baby legs. It'll yeah. crawl on all fours and then decide whether to, you know, poop its own diaper or, you know, actually grow up. So, <laughs> just, you know, as I destroy that analogy entirely. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, for people who like it, I'm, I hope it succeeds for you. I do not see myself playing it because, unfortunately, Destiny still exists and still has a contract on my soul. <laughs> and we have, you know, Lightfall coming out, and that's gonna destroy my soul, which I've already sold away. So I have to buy another one and then sell that one too. So Crusaders will be find friends <laughs> who have not sold their soul to the game and then sell their soul to the game for our own, you know, demonic whimsy. I don't know. <laughs> Don't know where you're going with this now, Dots, but... <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, yeah, no, Redfall looks cool. And guys, any other comments uh, about uh, the Redfall trailer? Yeah, yeah you know, um, I think the gameplay looks great. It looks like arcane gameplay. And it, I've been saying this since I saw it, that if the previous arcane games, like Prey and... Uh, what's the other one? Um... Prey and Dishonored are like Arcane's take on um, like a Bioshock style game. That this looks like Arcane's take on a slightly Borderlands esque style game, and that excites me because I love Borderlands. I love looter shooters, so I'm excited for this. Um, I think the dialogue sounded awful, but like that's okay. I won't be playing this game for the for the dialogue. I won't be playing this game for the story at all. I'll be playing this game for the shooting vampires you know what i mean like i'll be playing it for that arcane level of of of, of gameplay you know so i'm excited for it i don't know that if it wasn't for game pass that i would be there for the game does that make sense i'm definitely going to be there because i can just try it and see if i like it or not with game pass um and it looks good enough that it looks like i'll have a good time i i i I don't know if I'm at the state where, like, with Starfield, where, like, it would be a day one buy no matter what, right? But, like, this is definitely a day one play for me because of Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm there with you. I wouldn't mind trying it out with the panel. So, hey, we'll yeah, see that'd what... Be fun. Yeah, But, uh, I, again, like, as you said, it's an open world game, so you can also play solo as well from the looks of it. Yep. So, hey. Yeah, it, it's they said it's designed for. Uh, hopefully, it's not like Borderlands where they say you can play Borderlands solo, but Borderlands solo is not balanced very well. Like you can, you can beat the whole thing solo, and it's not too bad as long as you don't want to like start farming stuff. But like, hopefully, it is balanced well enough for solo versus multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. But 
uh, we'll see what happens with Redfall, and I hope that we get a release date soon, because, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's coming up to the end of the year, and we want to start hearing about some dates for some games. But, uh, okay, guys, I think on that we'll start to sunset tonight's show. Another fun time with the guys talking about lots of Age of Empire news, uh, Phil's latest interview, and some Redfall talk. Uh, a huge shout out to everyone that stopped by tonight live. If you happen to enjoy tonight's offerings, then please consider leaving a like, sharing out this show, and something to the channel. Hey, every little bit sure helps, guys, and we really appreciate you. But with that out of the way, let's go on into the outros. Uh, Timmy had to leave early, but uh, we'll start off with our guest, Dots. Dots RTS, buddy. Great having you on here tonight. Uh, you had some really great thoughts and commentary. Where can all these fine people follow you at? Thank you so much for having me. Um, and also, congratulations, at least for next week, for getting on your 250th video. Sucks I didn't get on that one, but that's okay. I'm sure you, guys, you, guys, you guys will have a blast next week. I'm sure I'll be in the ch I'll be in the comments. Um, but no, you can find me at uh, dots rts on Twitter. Um, this last week is probably the most active I've ever been on the Twitter because of Age of Empires news, and so I will continue to keep to that trend. Um, RTS news is my main thing, but if for whatever reason something big in Destiny drops or God forbid more Ace Combat news at some point too. Please, 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 Bondi. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very vocal about those types of things too. But RTS games, my thing. I love to talk about it. I love talking to people who also enjoy it. So you'll find me there. Dots RTS at Twitter. And yeah, thank you for having me. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Yes, guys, send him all kinds of obscure RTS game links. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to see it. You know, that Peppa Pig RPG that's coming out, or sorry, <laughs> RTS. Go for it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I'm just kidding. But then again, you never know. The internet is a pretty wild place. Uh, moving on down the list here, Crusader, my friend. Hey, awesome, awesome thoughts tonight. Good show. Where can everybody find you? You can find me at Crusader3456 on every major gaming platform. Um, I think it's Crusader Lord of the Realm on Steam, actually. But yeah, you know, follow me there. I talk games all the time on Twitter. Um, I'm known as a complainy man there because uh, I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like, and I'm very vocal about both. So, you know, um, yeah, just hop in there and chat, chat me up. Great show tonight. Sounds good, and I concur. Moving on down here, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, awesome stuff tonight as well. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, good show tonight. Uh, as always, you can find me at Shocknero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, thanks for, I guess, uh, for stopping by and uh, good topics tonight. Um, but yep, everybody have a good night. Mm -hmm. Well said. Uh, who else do we got here? Centurion, buddy. Hey, again, you had some really awesome points yourself. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Oh, guys, it was a great show tonight. Uh, thank you for the great conversation. Thank you to everybody in the chat that was here. Uh, be sure to give the show a like and subscribe. Uh, Invader definitely does a lot of hard work making sure the show shows up on all sorts of platforms. 
Uh, for those interested in finding me, uh, you can locate me at Centurion1307 on you on yeah YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter. You can also find me right here every Sunday night on TXR, and you can also find me every Wednesday over on Gaming Beyond the Box with Wilmihood. We just had a show this last Wednesday, and it was an absolute blast. No doubt, no doubt. Great to uh, have that show back, that's for sure. And, uh, alright guys, uh, you can find me on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Also, check me out on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Uh, yeah, just a reminder, guys, before we head off, uh, that we do have that, uh, giveaway going on for, uh, the 20th anniversary Xbox headset. Check the link down below in the description, uh, to find the link, and it'll show you, uh, how to enter uh i highly suggest you guys check it out as i mean hey i would totally grab this headset if uh, it was still available so hey get right on that but yeah really good stuff tonight uh, happy halloween folks and yeah we look forward to seeing you here next week later and have a good one